Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Well, all righty. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories, everyone. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 107 we're up to. And if you just heard that in the back, we are babysitting my friend Clark's bird, Kiwi, again. I'm sure she'll make more than one or two appearances in the next couple of episodes. Kiwi's a little sun conure. She's very vocal, and if you neglect her, she gets very noisy. But she's charming in her own way. Anyway, uh, back on the music. Uh, this is Songs and Stories, episode number one hundred and seven. And today we're going to talk to be some going to be talked to be, you know, somebody will actually learn how to speak English before I record it. We're going to be talking to a Bay Area songwriter who I file under one of those people I've almost met several times. We've been on K Pick at the same time before, and I know we played different venues with similar people, but finally it took a podcast like this to get us together and chat. We're going to be talking to Bay Area songwriter Megan Slankard, who's a, a, a fine singer-songwriter, really fun to talk to, as you'll find out in about four minutes. And she just released her third record. Her third album is called A Token of the Wreckage, and it has some some great songs that kind of go all over the place in the very best possible of ways. It's there's some pop, there's some folk, there's some couple of story kind of songs. There's a, a wonderful new take on the whole happy birthday song idea, which you'll hear in a couple of minutes, and we'll talk about with, with Megan when we actually chat with her. And um, the album itself is actually wrapped around this really cool artwork by a fellow named David Ball, who you can find at david.ball.net, and Megan actually talked about him a little bit in this interview. So we talked at Don Quixote's Music Hall in Felton, California, which I've done, where I've done several of these interviews over the past couple of years. It was in the green room. And if you've ever been around my interviews or heard me talk about this particular podcast, I always sort of ramble about the fact that I don't edit. And this is a very good example, this particular episode of how and why I don't edit. And if you've ever... Uh, I know a couple of you listening out there. I were actually barged into one of my or walked into one of my interviews. Um, you find yourself as part of the interview, which you'll find here at Don Quixote's. So I'll just leave you with that. We talked a few weeks ago, like I say, and it was a the, on the same night she was playing with Colin Gilmore, who opened for her. And I've talked to Colin a few years ago, and so I actually did a, a back-to-back thing when I was up there, and I talked to Colin for my next podcast. But today we're going to talk to to Megan Slangert about Token of the Wreckage. So let's get right to it or right to it finally let's hear that birthday song it's called the happy birthday we'll hear a little bit about that and then we'll hear a token of the wreckage the title track to her her brand new release called a token of the wreckage here's megan slankard i kicked the can across the yard but that's another story How dare it rain today And your birthday party Was stiller than a winter day Now it's subtle as a wrecking dream As lonely as this goddamn space For it to get started What to get for you Wish that I was cool And I wish I had a million dollars too Guess until I turn that way I'll just say 
Hammer, it's just like, yeah, exactly. I tried it. I, I, you know, it's, it's really cool, but I can't do it. So, all right, someday, right? Someday, I'll work on it, it might still be <laughs> when I'm not doing the day job and working. And exactly, do so you need a, your book? You no, we'll just wing okay. it. Okay, perfect. Um, it is cold in here, but nice to meet you again and see you again. Yes. Finally, we've been talking about this for a long time. I know this actually worked out because Colin and I um, played. The same venue in Colfax on Opposite Nights last weekend. Really? Yeah. And so I was talking. So we actually did like sort of a second. I hadn't talked to him in a couple of years. That's so cool. we did a little podcast earlier. Awesome. And so I go, you probably packed the place in on Friday. He goes, yeah. But then Saturday it rained. But he actually told people, come to Michael's show tomorrow. And some people did. So that was oh, really nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. But it was cold up there too. Yeah. But that was nice. But that is, is it still, what is it, March? It's March already. Yeah, so now we're pushing like the April showers. But the weather's been like hot and then foggy and then 
sunny, and then we actually had, we actually had legitimate snowflakes in Watsonville last week. Are you serious? Yeah. Crazy. What about San Francisco? Was it? No, we didn't get any snowflakes. Come on in. Now they want you. Come in. Hi, Trick. We're doing an interview. What are you doing? You want to be in it? Do I want to be in it? (laughs) (laughs) What do I know about you? (laughs) You don't want to hear the stories of Megan Flanken that I know. Really? One time she was. I can tell some dirt. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I can always edit if I need to. Exactly. Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm Trick. Hi, I'm Michael Gaither. Good to meet you, Michael. Nice to meet you. Who are you doing the interview for? Uh, my website and iTunes. I'm a songwriter awesome. by a podcast called Songs and Stories. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah so. I think I've heard of that. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. You want to go check it? I'll give you a card and the car thing get out of the way. <laughs> but um, I am going to edit now because I'm doing the self-promotion thing in the middle of my interview. No. Yeah. Cool. But, what happens um, you're a songwriter? You, gotta, you gotta have to. Yeah, I totally it. know your name. Oh, good. Yes. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> well, I work with Tom. I'm doing all his online oh, publicity. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I'm getting to know everybody around here in the last year and a half that I didn't already know already. Okay. So. Yeah. I haven't been here in a while. I'm to do. Yeah. 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 Cool. Good. All right. right. All right. We'll see you out there. See you after this. As we were saying. As we were. So you're, you're based out of San Francisco. I am. I just moved there in April of last year, so it's not even been a year yet. Where are you from originally? Um, I, well, I lived all over kind of the East Bay. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Tracy, California. Oh, okay. Which is a small... Which is a small... I picked the grim because it would be nice and quiet, quiet and probably wouldn't get bothered. You're, you, but, yeah. you know. Oh, well. Anyway. So I grew up in Tracy, California, oh, okay. which is a small, like, uh-huh. little rurally. Yep. People usually drive through it. It's right. Well, that, Watsonville's the same way. It's like, yeah. oh, I went through Watsonville last week. We stopped there. We used the bathroom, and we got <laughs> yeah. some soda. Um, Picked up some vegetables and exactly. went on your way. Stopped at the dollar stores and the taquerias. Mm, <laughs> but, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I grew up there, and I lived there for about 18 years, and then um, I... Moved to Berkeley. I have to sneeze really badly. Hey, Sorry. Unless you and I'll cut out the sneeze. Thank you. Well, maybe I won't. I don't know. You never know. Depends how lazy I get. It was really nice. It's a good sneeze. That yes. sneeze is good. But um, then I moved to Berkeley for a while. I lived mm-hmm. in Livermore for a while. So even like Tracy, then kind of bopping around the Bay Area for yeah, a while. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then, oh, I might have to sneeze again. No, I don't think it's coming. Let's see. Nope. Because um, you were talking about it, it didn't come up. No, exactly. Yeah. I'm shy. Um, and then I finally moved to San Francisco. I love mm-hmm. it so much. I mean, I've been coming to San Francisco my yeah. whole life, uh, especially for shows, and my band lives there. Oh, okay. and so yeah. it's it's just really a better place for mm-hmm. me to be at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's nice. And there's more public transportation there than there right. is in the East Bay, So, right. which That's is true. my favorite thing. I love it. Nothing better than getting on a train. Nice, nice. Gallivanting around yeah. downtown. Really cool. Cool. So this new record, I'm not sure how much time we're going to have, so we'll get right to the... So this is your, officially your third or your fourth? That's my fourth, yeah. My fourth release, it's my third full-length record. Okay. So I have an EP. And the question I always ask for people is, um, 
what are you still learning by your third or fourth record? What did you learn? What did you learn on this one? What did oh, you bring to it? You've the, learned from the first two. Or? The biggest thing that I, I guess I was learning on this record was being patient. Mm. Um, we t it took us three years to make this record. Mm -hmm. um, the band we we went into the studio. We had four sixteen-hour days. Mm -hmm. We recorded eighteen songs. Yeah, and had one of the best times of our lives just mm. hanging out together yeah. and just being gross musicians in a nasty studio it was so much fun <laughs> um you know so it was a full-on band thing in the full studio on band recording thing. it live as much as possible or? as much as possible good. you know we overdone i think it shows too oh yeah. good yeah. good hopefully in a good way yes <laughs> yes no, they're so good. They're so talented. And they were up all night. They sounded terrible. No, yeah, no, no. Exactly. It, it has that nice. Sort of <laughs> I can tell you guys stayed up maybe a little past your bedtime. Yeah, didn't you? Let's get some sleep maybe. Well, no, because some records sound pieced together and some sound like they were done. Like, yeah, my band why? is just, they're four dudes who are just so incredible. Mm -hmm. They work so great together. You know, yeah. they get each other. Right. Musically and, you know, they have the same bad sense of humor, which always, good. always you know, <laughs> they fit in like puzzle pieces. Right, they're right, just right. so amazing and they all bring something different to uh -huh. the table so having them there was magical and in going through that experience of four days i felt like nothing would be able to stop us yeah. however uh -huh. after that it did take us you know two two hundred or it took us two more years two and to, you know change more years to do we did overdubs we took our time with mm -hmm. overdubs and it was it was fun it was super fun dude well the important thing is did you end up with what you wanted I, yes, I did. Okay, that's I'm very excited thing. about it, but honestly, I've listened to it one time. Because, yeah. because you know, you're a songwriter, it's, too. It's like, okay, it's, it's done. It's hard. It's yeah. hard because you, you, especially after you spent three years doing it, it's yeah. hard to let go of it after that right. point. Because you're used to it being a project. Mm -hmm. And then, even though I was completely sick of it and wanted right. it to be finished and share it with people... I also was scared of letting it go. It's hard because you want like I want to show it to people and get it out and then mm -hmm. see and see how people are gonna like it. But then again, you want to keep tweaking it. Someone someone told me, I think it was the late Chuck McCabe said, if there aren't two at least two things on your finished CD that don't make you visibly cringe when you hear them, you <laughs> haven't been, you haven't worked hard enough on it. <laughs> you still have to hear those things that nobody else. And I and, and mine is like. Oh, yeah, so. the thing is, you just at some point you just have to let it go. Have to call you know, it done. you have to. It's like a little bird in your hands, and you just kind of throw it up in the air and hope yeah. it flies away. And like in my last one, and this, uh, this, this probably happens to everybody, but in my last one, there was there was a couple of moments where I, I hear it and I kind of go, Wah! and no mm -hmm. one's ever even like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about?" Yeah. So I don't know if you've experienced that or not. Oh, but, oh yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Just just little things like mix issues and mm -hmm. oh why did I use that lyric the the new one is so much better yeah. and and or I play that song better now than when I recorded yeah, it yeah exactly <laughs> or now I know how to play it now that we've been practicing it for right. so long but so this record actually isn't even released until tomorrow right but right. I'm bringing it because this is you know my started my tour was mm -hmm. yesterday nice and um, I'm and is it a full band tour or is it kind of a mix it's just me. Yeah. I will be meeting up with a couple other singer-songwriters along the way, mm -hmm. you know, a little here, a little there. and yeah. so. But most of the time, it's just going to be me. Mm -hmm. I, I will probably be talking to myself by the time I get back. Yeah. Like, insanity. I thought I wanted to do a solo tour, but I miss people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to myself. The thing I liked about this record, too, is um, when it started out, it sounded sort of sort of poppy, and I'm like, mm -hmm. this is cool. 
And then it got in, then it kind of veered away, and then it, I mean, I, I got it, it's like, I love the happy birthday. Oh, thanks. I'm like, she wrote a, a new happy birthday <laughs> song, and it, and it was, I don't want to say folk, but it was acoustic-y, and it uh-huh. just had these, and I, I love, like, stories and lyrics, and mm-hmm. there's the, the, the sporks and the forks <laughs> and the, the rain, and there's just such great imagery in that, in that song. But But I like the fact that it kind of goes all over the place, but it's all sort of your voice. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I kind of... I get bored with mm-hmm. doing like when I sit down and I want to write a song, you know, I might write three mm-hmm. parts of songs that yeah. are very similar, and because I haven't gotten like I'll take an idea and I'll kind of go in a direction. If it's not quite right, I'll kind of take it somewhere else. If that's not kind of right, I'll take it somewhere else. And so, in that particular place, I'll write three things that sound exactly the same. And mm-hmm. then when I'm done with that idea, I'll be like, sweet. And then. I'll be bored with that idea, and I won't want to write mm-hmm. anything like that again. Right. And I, I mean, everybody sounds like themselves. Everybody right. definitely has a mm-hmm. sound, but I, I try well, this, really this, hard. The themes you come back to sing about, probably you probably have a half yeah. dozen of those. And, I, I like. Yeah. I don't really have any. I have this uh, amazing habit of of writing really cheerful sounding songs with devastating lyrics. Oh, I love that. The contrast. <laughs> it's so you know weird. who you know who does that a lot is Tom Petty. A yeah, lot of this Tom really Petty. upbeat stuff so is really dark. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's very human because I feel like life kind of does that. Mm-hmm. Life is very wraps wraps up, you know, happiness and in awful looking packages and mm-hmm. and the other way around. Well, you know, and then like the mainstream music thinks we're supposed to all be happy, you know, but it's nice to like show yeah, the exactly and stuff too. Everything is awesome all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least play it in a minor key if you're going to sing that, right? Exactly. <laughs> so what were some of your sort of writing influence? Who do you kind of look to? Oh, who, my favorite. It's band. probably all over the place, but... Yeah, I love songwriters, and so mm-hmm. when I... It still is like this, but when I was 10, it was the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing but the Beatles. Yeah. That's all I listened to. That's all I... I would refuse to think that there was anything else out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just so amazing because they... They take a simple idea and... And and you listen to it and you go, this is amazing. I know exactly how to. I know exactly what they're talking about. I know mm. exactly how to play this. And you sit down and you put the lyrics in front of you and you want to play it and you put the chords in front of you and then you realize it's this intricate, well written, well thought out masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And you know it's amazing when they can fool you into thinking what they do is easy. It sounds like a simple little song. It's <laughs> You're like, like what? oh. Or, oh. the, or just the odd changes. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the Beatles definitely. Um, I love songwriters. I I love Paul Simon. Mm, I love Counting Crows mm-hmm. a lot. I love Tom Waits. Tom Waits is amazing. And so I like those kind of um, people who play around with lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like playing with matches. You're a Warren Zevon fan at all? I don't know who that is. Oh. I, I ref- I'll give you a copy of my nice. Notes. Anyway, yeah, he's. He does a lot of really dark things that are really interesting, Whoa. and he's a piano player. I lo- oh, I love it. So you like yeah, that. I like that kind of thing, you know. And I, I like harder, like the Foo Fighters, even though mm-hmm. they're they're really catchy and and things like that. But I, I like they're very they have more aggression and well, you know, in dark songs with good hooks. Yeah. Yeah. Who who doesn't like dark songs with good hooks? I, I I'm I'm a super huge classic rock fan too, mm-hmm. like the cheesiest of cheesies. <laughs> But, you know, it's all good. It's all good, and it all wraps up into whatever influences you, too. Exactly. So be- before you get yanked out of this room, because I think Colin's not playing anymore, it's probably your turn. 
Talk about the title track. Is that based on a real relationship, or what's it? What's sort of the story behind that? Or can you talk? Because yeah. I, I I saw the title and I go, a token of the wreckage. That's interesting in a good way. And then I listen to the song once, and I'm like, okay, I, I kind of like it. And then I listen to the words, and I'm like, oh. So talk about that song in particular. Well, okay, that song. Um, I rarely write songs about myself mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have this huge imagination, and I'm. I feel like generally I'm a pretty happy, chipper person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a very safe life, a yeah. very supportive family. So I don't really have a lot to bitch about, yeah. honestly. Like, I would be kidding myself and the people around me, lying to the people around me if I was like, woe is me, my life It's like is when so I see awful. the early 20 something navel gazing folk songwriters that are like, <laughs> it's like, come on. That kind of thing. Like, you so do I you don't do that. Completely admit right off the bat, I have a huge imagination. Yeah. It just, I, I love. You know all those kind of like dark, crazy children's books who mm-hmm. just they're so deep and so that it's like that. I I like to give myself contrast mm-hmm. and write about dark situations and and I wrote a token of the wreckage um, by just I was playing my guitar one day and it kind of came out and mm-hmm. I sat down in front of my recording computer and and started you know putting piecing it together that yeah. way and it just came out it, the chorus came first and i just really was inspired by it mm-hmm. you know how sometimes you just get inspired by something and it takes you over and and usually i i sit there and labor over a song over and over and over and over and over again but token kind of just slipped out which was neat and great because i'm tired of laboring over songs mm-hmm. but my drummer told me what it was about he said um i'll tell you what this song is about it's about the the token of the wreckage is a little girl. Mm. She is the wreckage is the relationship. Maybe it's her parents, mm-hmm. you know, falling apart, getting a divorce, whatever. It's that happening around her. And so this art was actually oh, stuck to the chair. This art was actually created um, created by um, a, a local San Francisco artist named David Ball. I love um, the artwork too. I love it. He did such yeah. an amazing job. He created it for this record, which is amazing. But, it reminds um, me of somebody or something. It's like so, like children's books, like yeah. you know, the little tissue paper, you yeah. know, turning that hardcover book and. But a little dark, but not like yeah, scary dark. Not too scary, yeah. but if you if you see on the we're pointing to the CD in case you can't we're see pointing to the CD. Home. But on the front of the cover of the CD, mm-hmm. there's a, an old man in a boat of a raging sea, and mm-hmm. he's very just solemn looking, and and behind him he looks like a stone, and behind him is a, a little girl. Who looks like a doll, and she's she doesn't look scared. Mm-hmm. She is. I, I, I feel like that's a wonderful thing about kids is they have this uber imagination, mm-hmm. and and I, that's maybe I feel like I'm super childish, so I relate to her. But um, she's not scared. She's on an adventure, mm-hmm. and I feel like reality might be her parents getting a divorce or whatever around her, but the way she is discovering it and living it is, is it's an adventure for her mm-hmm. she's taking this traumatizing experience and making it into something else because she can because she's a child um which is uh what my drummer told me that's all about mm-hmm. so i think that art goes a lot with the theme of the album which is yeah. kind of about growing up and being in denial of growing up and I like that too yeah <laughs> growing, o- growing older but not growing up exactly you, you get my drift yeah. yes. nice well congratulations on the news it comes so out much. tomorrow this 
podcast won't come out tomorrow, but right. I'll link it all up together. I was going to ask, is this artwork on your website, or is there a link to the artist? Because I'll, I'll put there, that I think there there is a link, or there will be a link to the artist. Okay. It's David uh, David dash ball dot net or david dot ball dot net. Okay. I think it's david dash ball dot net. Because I'll do is I'll put I put podcast notes on the website, mm-hmm. and I'll link to your stuff. He's your he's absolutely amazing. Um, cool. Wait, his his website info is in here. Sorry to grab that from you. For the radio audience to fix this up, the yeah, website is the website is the amazing david dot ball dot net. And, and it's ball like a basketball. And your website is meganslanker.com, which is M E G A N S is in Sam L A N K A R D dot com. Just like it sounds. <laughs> Good talking to you. Have a great nice show. Good talking to you too. Thank you. Once again, Megan Slinkert about songwriting influences and the new record, which is officially out now, A Token of the Wreckage. And it really is a pretty cool album, so I suggest you head right over to meganslinkert.com. It's M-E-G-A-N-S-L-A-N-K-A-R-D.com. Or go to my site, michaelgather.com, and that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com, if I didn't say so earlier, and I have a link to... uh, all of Megan's stuff there under the, the section for Songs and Stories, episode 107. You know, and I got to say, um, it was really great finally getting to talk to her and, and really kind of catch up on things that we, you know, we I say we almost met several times, but it's nice to sit and actually chit-chat a little bit with no script. And, of course, there comes Trick walking into the back, the back room of Don Quixote's. And, Trick, if you're listening, yeah, I'd love to play in July. Let's talk. We'll, we'll figure something out. We've actually talked since then. And uh, the comment about Watsonville, they stopped and used the restroom. Yes, we actually have plumbing in Watsonville now. It's very cool. I think we're bringing in power lines next week, too. But uh, I rag about my hometown, too. Anyway, that is Megan Slankert talking about a token of the wreckage. I hope you enjoyed it. And you can check that out on her site or go to my site or find it up on iTunes. If you want to see Megan live, I believe as we, as we speak right now, which is sort of late April... She is back east doing a run through. I think she just got back from New York. She's in Florida doing a. Th- she's doing a lot of things with other songwriters. She'll be back here in the Bay Area, I believe, doing a CD release show. I believe it's in mid June. So check that out on her website, and have a look around. Um, and speaking of uh, third records, I guess I've been yammering about this for a while on my own front, but I'm officially saying I'm planning a third record. I have the songs ready, and so uh, I'm doing a thing on my website. Uh, at my shows, I always sell both my CDs for 20 bucks. so if you go to my music page at michaelgather.com, uh, hopefully by the time this podcast gets posted, there should be a, a buy both CDs for 20 bucks link, and I'm going to run those funds into my, my, my new CD fund, so if you want to support the effort, have a look there at the music page. Uh, coming up next on Songs and Stories in a few weeks, we'll be talking to Colin Gilmore, who, like you probably heard there during the interview, I talked to at Don Kelly's right before I talked to Megan Slankard. And Colin was on this show way back in Songs and Stories 19, before he even hit number 20. He was on 19, and we had a really good chit-chat. And so we talked a little bit before I talked to Megan. And uh, we'll be talking to him in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, do check out MeganSlinker.com. If she's in your area, please go see her live. She's just a great personality, a lot of nice presence, great songs, uh, puts on a nice show. So check that out. And if you want to find out more about songs and stories, you can go, again, to MichaelGaither.com and subscribe. You can go to iTunes, subscribe for free. And if you've 
been catching this either on Grateful Dread Radio back in Baltimore or on KC Cafe Radio in Kansas City. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. However you found this show and the artists appreciate it, I appreciate it. We really just thank you for your time to listen about this kind of under-the-radar independent music and uh, keep at it and please stay tuned or keep downloading or whatever the, the proper semantics is for this this new kind of podcasty stuff. Thanks again. We'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither. Take care.